Welcome into the Galloway Podcast, Episode 8. I'm your host, William Galloway, and on this episode, we've got a special guest joining through the phone. Coach Bucky McMillan calls in and talks about his state championship team. Mountain Brook Spartans won their third straight 7A state title this past weekend in Birmingham. That's the fifth program title, the fifth for Coach Bucky McMillan, and that's five in seven years in the state's highest classification, so incredible uh, feat by the Mountain Brook Spartans to win the championship once again, led by Trendon Watford. Of course, the Mountain Brook senior is down to his last little bit in the recruiting period. Alabama, LSU, Memphis, and Indiana are the final four teams on his list. But as discussed in the previous podcast on episode seven, Duke is making a late push to get the five-star senior from Mountain Brook High School. And so Coach McMillan's going to talk about Trendon. He's going to talk about this team and this season. And also, he's got some exciting personal news uh, coming up on April 20th. Coach was uh, sharing some information, talking about his spring and uh, big news. So, you know what, let's get right on into it and head to the pre-recorded interview, interview with Coach Bucky McMillan joining the Galloway Podcast. We're joined now on the Galloway Podcast by Mountain Brook Basketball Head Coach Bucky McMillan, who is fresh off his third 7A state title in a row. Coach, how are you? Doing great. Glad to be on the pod. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, and I, I know you've been doing interviews all day, and you know you've got a lot a lot on your plate now that the uh, that the season is over, and you know meeting with the media and kind of breaking down the season and everything. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, just talk about you personally and what this fifth title means to you that you won this past weekend you know i i don't think people can truly appreciate the magnitude of the run that we've had here the past seven years you know we won five but we played in six of the last seven seven state championships and unless you were there at the start like i was like you were before the run happened it was such an improbable feat for people to think that when we entered the playoffs in 2013, that we would play in six of the next seven state championships. You know, getting to regionals was a huge deal. When we made it to the Final Four, everyone thought, this is unbelievable. This may never happen again. We better go watch this. Then we went and won it, and then we played in six of seven. Um, It's easy to look at this team because at the start of it, in 2013, it was more of a Hoosier story. It really was. And then unfortunately, it was a Hoosier story. Now, this team that we had this year, we had uh, so, so many great players. They were a phenomenal team. They were closer to the Celtics than the Hoosiers. Right. But people often forget that in 2013, 2014, and 2015, I don't think too many people, I don't think anybody would have said, Mountain Brook's going to win the state championship or play in the state championship before this season starts. Whereas I think this year and last year, a lot of people would have picked that. Um, so it's unique because it was the improbability of it, if you look at it um, from the from 2013 on. Right, and it's been it's been um, 
Saturday night was your fifth state title. It was the fifth in program history, so you've been there for all of it. You've been head coach for 11 years. It was the fifth title in seven years total. Uh, the Spartans, you've led the Spartans to six state championship appearances in the past seven years, uh, and, of course, the last three in the row – last three in a row and it's all been in the state's highest classification um where there's some of the best basketball in the state yeah that's exactly right uh we're talking with head coach bucky mcmillan on the galloway podcast coach you were named uh a finalist for the naismith boys high school basketball coach of the year uh currently the team is number five in the country per usa today uh different high school teams around the country that are ranked a, a above and below your Spartans will continue playing through uh, some of this month. But talk about what that means and kind of bringing the program um, where you where you got it and then now it is number five in the country. I mean, what does that mean to you? That's kind of what I said in terms of in, in, in 2013 when we went to the Final Four, no one thought Mountain Brook could get to the Final Four. Now we're here sitting here in 2019 and we're on the verge of being a top four team in the country. Um, that shows – how, you know, unique that is. Uh, what it means to me, though, being from Mountain Brook, it has a special place in my heart, um, this school, this city. And I can't tell you how many texts and calls I get um, after our run this year. Not even people that have a kid on the team or that I've coached or a parent that I've coached, their kid, just people that I don't know in the community that get my number and they've just said, man, we're just so happy. Our community is so proud you know, I'm telling you, I had 300 texts there after the game. And uh, I tell you, wow. there's so many from people that I haven't even, some of them that I haven't even met, and they were just so proud. And, and that means something to me because this is the city I'm from. And it, it comes to show, you know, we went to Mafiosa's after the game on Saturday night, and it seemed like everybody that was at the game was there, you know, because they wanted to come and support the players. There were kids lined up for autographs, parents. Uh, even former parents, you know, I saw the Patrick Kimes parents, and they've had their three boys come through the program. Uh, you, you coached all of them, and they're, they're here, they're supporting, and their youngest, Patrick, is a graduate from Auburn, but they still come around and support, and show, it really shows um, what how, how the family dynamic kind of works into this program. I, I was telling a lot of people on Saturday, Saturday night after the game, it was really interesting how um, you know how far we've come in, in terms of like building this program and how far you've, you've brought it. I remember in 2010, uh, I think that was your first appearance as a head coach in the regionals. Um, that was that was really when I was I was in fifth grade at the time, and that was when I was old enough to realize kind of what was going on. And I've been kind of growing up on Mountain Brook basketball. First memories come around 2006, 2007. But anyways, 2010, we get to the regionals, and I'm in fifth grade, and I skipped class that day. And I remember going to my makeup assignment, and my fifth grade teacher was telling me, hey, you know, when you get to high school, they're not going to let you skip class for sports. And little did she know, nine years later, five state championships later, I probably missed close to 50 days of school throughout high school and junior high just going to all these <laughs> basketball games, which is just crazy. Well, that's one good thing about our school, though, is that they have really rallied around our basketball. And there's a reason why at these 10:30 games, AM games that will be played at the Civic Center at Regionals, we have a, you know, thousands of people in neon and that's because they have let our superintendent Dickie Barlow has done a fantastic job and Donald Clayton, the principal of the junior high and Philip Holly at the high school, they've done a fantastic job of rallying our students in providing buses for them to get to our games during school. And that's unique 
you know, of itself to have everybody on board because you, know, you can't be good without a good administration. And, you know, Mount Brooks just has got a phenomenal administration. Right. It's been well-balanced all the way around. Coach, uh, you picked up your 300th career win last Thursday in the semifinal win over Lee Montgomery and then 301 on Saturday night versus Baker. Uh, in your 301 wins, can you really pick a couple that stand out the most? Obviously, I feel like the championships would, would stand alone in their own category. But in your tenure and all your years of coaching at Mountain Brook, 301 career wins, just talk about that and really a couple games that kind of stand out to you. I, I've been asked that question before, and the, the the one game that I think stood out the most in terms of it changed the program direction was actually in 2013. We're playing Lee Huntsville, a team that had played in three of the past the last three state championship games. We're playing them in, in at Jacksonville, and it's a lead eight game, and we get down by about 15 or 16 in the game. And, you know, we hadn't been to the Final Four. We went one time in 2001, Mount Brook High School had. And that was an unusual circumstance then, you know. It, um, right, back when you were playing. Back when I was playing. And um, we're down by 15-16, and we come all the way back. We win the game. We actually went up by 15, and we held on late to win. You know, so we're up by, down by 15-16, go up by 13-15, to 15, hang on to win. And we went to the Final Four. And all the past teams that I'd coached were knocking on that door when they get to regionals, but they just weren't able to bust that door down. But it was that team in 2013 winning that game where they were a pretty good underdog, knocked that door down, and the rest was history. It changed a belief and a mindset for all the teams to follow. And all those guys that you're talking about, like in Mafiosos, those little kids that were there after the game that were fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, well, the seniors now were sixth graders back then. Right. And the juniors now were fifth graders back then. And they saw that. And they saw us go play the Civic Center that year, the year after, the year after that, two years after that, and the next year. And now they were the juniors and seniors. All they know is Malmberg High School, Malmberg Basketball playing at the Civic Center. In 2013, those players didn't know Malmark basketball to be a team that was supposed to go play at the Civic Center. And they knocked that door down and inspired a belief for all the teams to follow. And I thought that was the most significant win in Mountain Brook High School basketball history. And I think that when I look back on my favorite games, that is, uh, that is definitely if not the best one, it's one of the best games in my memories. Absolutely. I remember, I think I was in eighth grade at the time, and uh, going up to Jacksonville State that day was was just incredible. I mean, seeing the, the emotional swing from being down to going up and winning. I remember the student section was was packed to the brim up there. Uh, that was that was really special, Coach. But this year's team finished thirty one and three. I want you to talk about some of the seniors. Everybody knows about Watford and making all the headlines and stuff. But talk about kind of the rest of the senior class. We'll get to Watford here in a minute in the next question. But kind of the identity. Of, of this team that finished 31-3 and three and this senior class, what they were able to accomplish? No doubt. You know, you mentioned Trendon. I could go on about Trendon. McDonald's All-American, phenomenal player. and I'm sure we'll talk some more about him later. But the the other players, you know, Alex Washington. Now, I mean, I, bring, I pose this question to somebody. Who would have thought that a team from Mount Brook High School 
would become the fifth-ranked team in the country, would beat the likes of IMG, who will probably win the national championship this year, who has five five-stars, went around the country, played the tough schedule, toughest schedule of anyone in state, played one of the toughest schedules in the country, and proved themselves on the national level over and over. Who would have thought that that team from Alabama, from Mount Brook High School, would become that top-five team and have – the things I'm about to mention about these players. They would have the McDonald's All-American on the team who has been offered by several schools but is now being heavily recruited by Duke. Duke's obviously a great basketball school. Duke's a phenomenal school academically as well. You also got Alex Washington, who's a senior, and he's been offered and is going to Harvard next year to play basketball, play football and can play basketball as well. you got, and I know this is a junior, but I'm going to throw him in here, it's Colby Jones who is a junior, and he has been offered by Yale and Harvard and 15 other mid-to-high D1 schools. You got Leo Berman, who is a senior who, as you saw at the state championship game and in the uh, state semifinals when things weren't going well, Leo always shows up and makes plays. And I think he averaged 18 in the um, eighteen per game over the last two games, which you know, he was just kind of the glue of the team, really. It, yeah, he was... He was He's never afraid of the big stage, and he always uh, he always rises to the occasion. He's been has several offers and has high academic schools like Barry Spring Hill has offered him, which is a D two school. You got Ben Garrett, who is another glue guy. He's the unsung hero. He always makes everybody else's job easier. You know, he's a senior's been great. Grant Griffin, who's been uh, you know I've known Grant since he was in the second and third grade. And, you know, the role he provides defensively. James Childs, he comes off the bench. And, you know, most years he'd probably play 25 minutes. This year he may play three one game, 15 the next. But relishes his role. Bradley Pence and Grayson Walters, they come out there and, and they provide minutes in their own way. And they're always there in practice. Like they're going to be the last guys in the game every single practice is how hard they practice. And um, it's just a unique group of guys, but it's really unique when you have those type of people that have those type of academic opportunities from these high-level academic institutions. And to be such a great basketball team on top of that is it's so rare. Right. Coach, one thing you're able to do so well, we're talking to, with Coach Bucky McMillan here on the Galloway Podcast. Coach picked up his third straight 7A state title this past weekend. Uh, Coach, one thing that you do so well is is getting every ounce of just peak performance out of your players. Talk about how you're able to do that um, through the off-season program and how you just get your players to buy in because it's, it's often known that Mountain Brook doesn't always have the best athletes, but with your coaching ability, you're able to squeeze every little bit out of your players, and you're able to get 100% from them 100% of the time. I appreciate you saying that. And the 100%, 100% of the time is something we talk about with our guys, and that's what we demand, you know, all the time. You know, we've got to give 100% all the time, not some some of the time, and you've got to give all of yourself all the time. Don't give 95% of yourself all the time. And I think that the standard for that and asking that every day is what makes it, ingrained in these guys where on game day there's not going to be one minute one second where they're not going to give everything of themselves and that's the effort we want to play with we also want to be unselfish and I always say you don't have a true team until everybody on the team gives up something they want to accomplish that season for the sake of the team whether that means a rebounder becomes a defensive player a scorer becomes a defender whatever and then 
we also want to play with great confidence. That's the biggest thing. You know, we, we, if, you're, if you're going to play hard, your team's going out there to play hard, you're going to play together, you know you've outworked until you played, you should go out there and have phenomenal confidence when you step on the floor. And I think that's one thing you see in our teams. Even when we go play the likes of an IMG, our guys go on the floor with the mindset that they can play with anybody. And, and, and that's what you want out of a basketball team. That's what you want as a person moving forward, a hardworking, unselfish person who has a lot of confidence to them. Absolutely, and that's what you look for. And you see that in Trendon Watford. Uh, let's talk – we'd be, you know, remorsed if we didn't talk about Trendon and just what he means to this team and what he means to this program, kind of what he's – he came here as a freshman to Mountain Brook and – won his sophomore, junior, and senior year state championships. And then the heartbreak, I remember he said this in the press conference, that he suffered his freshman year of losing in uh, the Sweet 16 to, Gads- to, I think it was Gaston City, yeah, really changed his career. Talk about Trendon when he came in versus Trendon, the Trendon that's going out and wherever he's going to college next year. You know, like, I've known Trendon, I've worked with Trendon since he was five and six years old. And I, I knew when he was at a, young age that he was going to be a great basketball player because he was a confident person he was a head taller than everybody else and he had skills of a point guard so I knew that I knew he had great hands um and so he worked he believed in himself he put in extra time he obviously became a great player uh the biggest difference I think with Trendon when he came in as a ninth grader he did not play hard every play I think he would tell you that he you know take some plays off He'd probably tell you he took some plays off. And I think getting it ingrained in him, Trendon became a player by the time he was a senior. Who I think that the biggest compliments I got from Division One coaches was, you know, he's the hardest playing five-star that we see play. You know, he played hard all the time. And Trendon is very unselfish. Trendon could have scored 35 points a game. He really could have. He could have shot the ball every time down the floor. And our team probably would have never got out of regionals. But Trendon loved his teammates. He believed in his teammates, and he was an unselfish player, an unselfish person. And the fact that he was able to share the ball allowed him to do what most superstars do, which is make the players around him better. And that's what he did. He made the players around him better. And that's what it takes to be successful. And, um, you know, that's what, what I've seen from him. He just become a great teammate, a great team player. He makes quick decisions with the ball now. He's gotten stronger, more athletic, and he's just gotten a lot more tenacious in the way he plays defense and rebounding. He's just gotten a lot more uh, more quickness with the way he decides to do things when he has the ball in his hands now. His growth, I mean, just from when I was there, I was a junior, and when he came in as a freshman and just seeing his growth, even though I haven't been around – day to day in the past two years his growth from freshman year to what I'm seeing now on the court is just phenomenal and you've been there every step of the way even since he was younger we're talking with coach Bucky McMillan on the Galloway podcast coach was a uh, nominee for a finalist rather for the Naismith boys high school basketball coach of the year along with Kevin Boyle from Montverde Patrick Holmes from La Lumiere Mike Thompson from McEachern in Georgia and Sean McLoon uh, from IMG so coach one of the elite names in high school basketball across the country coach you went up to South Dakota um, in late December and you played with a shot clock and you played uh, with two halves not four quarters but a game with two halves talk about that and moving forward in high school basketball do you hope to see a shot clock and um, and or playing the game in two halves you know it's, it's so funny I'll touch on both of those 
there's no question a shot clock would be the best thing for basketball, in my opinion. Now, should it be 30 seconds? Should it be 35 seconds? Should it be 45 seconds? No, people can debate that all day. But the people that are against the shot clock, you know, it, I don't know how you can be against the shot clock. Okay, maybe for you it would be there needs to be a shot clock that's a minute long. I don't know. But there needs to be some type of agreement that a shot clock is good for the game. Even if it was a minute and 30, somebody should at least agree there should be some time limit on that. Okay? Now, I think it should be smaller than that, obviously. I think it may be, you know, 40 seconds, 35 seconds. I don't know. But the game is much better for the fans when there's a shot clock. And it's much better for the players that they're not going to be uh, in high school basketball, born into a community and go into a school system where it may be for a coach who likes to take three shots a quarter. That's just not something that's good for basketball. It's not something that's good for player development. And the bottom line is we all need to be here to help the game grow in this state and around the country. And if that's something that can help the game grow, I'm all for it, and I know that it will make it more exciting for this state. The second thing you touched on is, you know, has first quarters. I hear it both ways. This is not as big of a deal to me. I really enjoy playing the halves. Why? It goes back to the shot clock. It's more fan-friendly. There's less stoppages. You know, fans do not like stoppages. Heck, I don't call many timeouts in the game, mainly because, you know, I, I don't want to let the other team rest. But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, and, I, you know, I'm not going to put these fans through this, you know. And so when you have a, a half instead of a quarter stoppage, that's two less stoppages a game where the fans can come what they came to see, which is the action, not the whatever is going on in between the quarters. Right. So I'm a fan of both of those. I'm a fan of halves, and I'm a fan of the shot clock. And I'd I, I like to see our state – take both of those but if it was just a shot clock that made me make me really happy one one place where there is a shot clock and we know that well is in the college level and uh I, I'm, I'm down here in tuscaloosa and a sophomore at alabama and I've, i'm gonna talk a little alabama hoops with you coach because um that's that's one thing that a lot of these podcast listeners enjoy is alabama basketball um of course, one of your former players, Britton Johnson, earned a walk-on spot. He's worked really hard and he's done a good job uh, kind of finding his role on the team at Alabama, as you talked about finding your role earlier. But I know you're busy throughout the season, and especially in this January grind and February of the playoffs. Um, but, Coach, what have you seen in Alabama in the little time that you've had um, to watch college basketball? What have you seen with the Alabama basketball program, and what do you think kind of needs to change, if anything? Well, you know, I, I, on, a, on a major positive note, when, when Alabama has played well, um, you know, they have shown that they can play with about anybody. And, you know, I'm, I know those guys. I consider those guys friends. Uh, Coach Petway down there, uh, Yaya, uh, Coach Pelfrey and Abe, Coach Avery, they've done, you know, a great job of recruiting. Uh, they've recruited Trendon. They've taken care of one of our players, Britton Johnson, who's a walk-on down there. And so, you know, there, there's – Nothing negative I can say about any of those guys. They were so positive in this entire process of recruiting Trendon and what they've done for, for Britain that, you know, they're great people. And, um, you know, I, I think that as a coach, you know, when a team wins, you get credit. When a team loses, you get the blame. And it always shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. I, I, I do think that um, that – there's been some games that probably, hey, they would say like any coach, I wish we played better, I wish we did this better or that better in the game. But, you know, I, I think that Alabama's really close. And I do think that um, they're capable of making a run and reeling off some good wins here. I know this Tuesday, the game, I think it's Auburn. Isn't that correct? Auburn this Tuesday? Yes, Auburn Tuesday night. 
Yeah, I think that's that's a big game for the program. And um, I'm planning on going down there and seeing that game. I think it'll be fun. And I uh, I have friends on both sides of them. You know, I, I know some of the coaches down there at Auburn. Coach Pearl, who's recruited our guys, has done a good job recruiting our players. Took and, care of Patrick Kahn for four years. Absolutely. Did a great job of that. And Coach Pruitt. So, you know, when you, when you have uh, guys you consider friends in the profession, you know, you, you hope they do well. And, you know, there's always going to be criticism when you're a coach. That's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, I just would tell everybody that the best thing that all fans could do as an Alabama basketball fan would be to support the basketball team, support the coaches, fight with them, rally around them. And um, that's the best way to help the Tide and to help any basketball program. That's what I would encourage everyone to do because they're going to need it during this tough run here. You're in the SEC, one of the best, best leagues in the country. This isn't the SEC of old. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think that they have the potential to, to reel off some great wins going forward. All right, well, Coach, I hope to see you Tuesday night against uh, against Auburn here in Tuscaloosa. But what's on the, the schedule for spring now that you've got that fifth state title in your back pocket? Are you going to go to the beach or play some golf? Man, I, w- I wish. It doesn't stop. I'm coaching the Alabama-Mississippi game here on the uh, 13th, I believe, or the 15th. Then I'm going to Trendon's McDonald's game on the 27th. Then uh, I think I may go to – I think I'm going to the Masters. I'm going to be a coach at the Jordan brand – all-star game congratulations congratulations did not hear about that but that's very exciting still working the details out on that that's april the 20th and then you know we'll start our bat we'll do our basketball season and we'll start trials and spring training may 8th and 9th and start it all up again in june so well i hope uh i hope after june i know there's there's still some july workouts and stuff but i hope you get some time to to hit the links and and find some time on the golf course no doubt buddy we'll have to play we'll have to play later this summer all right, I get three strokes aside then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, thanks for joining us. This has been Coach Bucky McMillan on the Galloway Podcast. Coach, congratulations on a great season. Thanks for joining. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for all you do for us, and keep doing your thing. That was head coach Bucky McMillan, the most accomplished, in my opinion, high school boys basketball coach in the state of Alabama to date and to come through. There's been plenty of great coaches, but Coach McMillan, in my mind, tops them all in what he's done uh, in a relatively short time in Mountain Brook, 11 years of coaching experience, leading the Spartans, and he's already got five state titles six state championship appearances. So thank you so much, Coach McMillan, for joining the podcast. And guys, how about that? Coach McMillan has been asked to be a Jordan Brand Classic coach on April 20th, uh, coming up in a little over a month and a half. Congratulations to Coach McMillan. That game will be out in Las Vegas, and it's a true honor for him to be asked. And so I just want to extend a congratulations to Coach McMillan on that. You look at the Jordan Brand Classic and the history of it, and it's such a significant game. I mean, if you're an Alabama basketball fan, you look and, you, you know, John Petty, Colin Sexton competed in it. You look at the team last year, names like Nasir Little, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Bol Bol, um, Trey Jones played in the game, Romeo Langford, Cam Reddish, uh, Will Richardson, Jalen Smith. I could go on and on and on. This is a huge national game. So Trendon Watford has been named a McDonald's All-American. He'll probably be named a... uh, player for the Jordan Brand Classic as well. So we might get to see Coach McMillan coach Trendon one more time, but a big congratulations to Coach McMillan on being named a coach, for asked, being asked to be a coach for the Jordan Brand Classic uh, out in Las Vegas. That'll be on April 20th. So some big news for him 
really making himself one of the premier high school basketball coaches in the country. He's done a great job with this Mountain Brook program, and it is no surprise if you've been seeing him uh, throughout the years that he is now on this level and on this stage. So congratulations to Coach McMillan on being asked to be a Jordan Brand Classic coach. That is breaking as of uh, Monday afternoon, Monday, March 4th. So congratulations, Coach McMillan there. Thank you to him for joining the podcast as well. He had some great things to say uh, about his team this year and the things they were able to accomplish going 31-3, and winning their third state championship in a row. You look at that program and you've got uh, – Three, you've got four guys now on that team that have three state titles Paulie Stramaglia, Leo Berman, Alex Washington, and Trinda Watford. Just incredible what they've been able to do. Um, and I like to say, once you're a part of that program, you never leave. That's why I keep going back. And uh, it was fun to watch them this weekend and just kind of dominate the state this year uh, and then go and shine on the national level. And now Coach McMillan is getting that recognition. So, congratulations to Coach McMillan on being asked to be a Jordan brand classic head coach. And that really does it here for episode eight on the Galloway podcast. Um, we'll try and do another one very soon. I've got we've got spring break coming up around the corner, and so there will not be one next week. But when we get back into it, we'll be in the heat of college basketball and March Madness and everything that's going on. So we'll get right back into it after spring break. But thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or thoughts on the podcast, please tweet me at WM underscore Galloway. Would love uh, any and all feedback. Once again, thanks for listening. This is the Galloway Podcast, where there's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Galloway.